This is episode 8 of Let's Talk Tinnitus. Today's been really exciting. I started my first ever auto tinnitus coaching session and I'm going to be talking about that and sharing it with you today. Oh my god, I've just had my first ever tinnitus coaching session with the world-class audiologist Anna Pugh. It was such a breath of fresh air. I never ever thought I would get the answers I've been looking for my whole life. Like I've had tinnitus for 21 years and my questions have never been able to be answered by any professional because they don't really know what's going on with me, you know? So this is my first ever tinnitus coaching session and Anna is part of Otto. She's got 30 years experience and she's an award-winning hearing therapist and audiologist. So it's absolutely amazing that I'm speaking with her and getting this closure from my tinnitus because it's been so isolating dealing with it. And throughout my episodes, I've obviously spoke about my experience and what I found to help me. So just for you to hear what she has to say, I think it'll be really valuable. So let's crack on with it. This is my first ever auto tinnitus coaching session with the world-class audiologist Anna Pugh. Everybody can have tinnitus, it doesn't matter that your ear, whether your ear works or not, you can be profoundly deaf and and still have still have tinnitus sometimes my tinnitus can get so loud where it feels like my head is completely vibrating but it's like the weirdest thing because usually I can hear my tinnitus over quite a lot of things when I tune into it but then if I'm busy I can't really hear it as much because I'm distracted once I get into bed especially after being in a loud environment sometimes my head feels like it's going to explode with this constant ringing and even my even having my phone with the white noise on full volume it can't mask it I feel so bad for the people that have it like that 24 7 I do think myself lucky that sometimes I can just distract myself from it but if I had it like that all the time it it feels so unpredictable when it's like that it is it can be really really difficult Uh for, for people who have very loud tinnitus all the time but it but it still is possible to habituate even if it's really loud my tinnitus is uh, a very complex noise a bit like an old dial-up tone if you ever listen to an aol dial-up tone there's a kind of screechy noise that's kind of my tinnitus yeah um and it's at at around speech level so it's about 50 decibels so about speech level is so there a way you can measure how loud it is well you you can if you can find um an audiologist that can can sort of measure the intensity there are some tests that we that we do sometimes with some people where you can you can kind of try and find the type of sound and the type of loudness and for some people that's really helpful yeah um other people that can just be more distressing and it means you have to spend 20 minutes really concentrating on where your tinnitus is and that yeah. can be that's one that thing be... that really annoyed me when I went to the ENT there was mm. basically a waiting list for about a year so yeah. I was so desperate I just had to pay out the money and like being a student that's the one thing you don't really want oh. to do uh-huh. so when I went there it was just the same thing that every doctor had told me and then they were like oh let's do a hearing test and I was like completely shocked when I did this hearing test because I didn't realize it was just going to consist of beeps 
and it's like they say you have mid-range hearing loss but do I though or is that just my tinnitus overpowering the, the frequency from yes, the outside it, you know if it, if it if it was a single beep then it's it's really hard to hear a single beep through tinnitus and what we usually do when we do a hearing test for people with tinnitus is that we use a wobbly noise kind of wobbly noise a warble tone because that's because that fluctuation of sound is slightly easier to hear through the noise of your tinnitus yeah that makes um, a lot more sense i think everyone yeah. should do that um but yeah i mean so many people come to us and say i've seen my doctor my doctor said go away and live with it i've they after badgering them they sent me to an ent consultant the ent consultant said there's nothing surgically that we can do for you go away get get on with it they sent me to an audiologist who said i haven't got a hearing loss so you know just get on with it and it, it's tough it's tough for people who are still looking for that that reason and that cause and trying to get a fix for it when they're pushed back from from medical professionals who want to help but don't have don't have the the tools or the the, the magic cure to, yeah. to fix it um and it, it means that people are left on their own and i think that's that can be really tough yeah it's like i've accepted the fact that i've got tinnitus now and no matter what any scammer has to say to me Good. it's not Good. going to disappear just like that and Good. i can't yeah. stress this enough to the people that are on my social media if it seems too good to be true it probably then it is. then it it is and if if they're saying oh it will you know take this and it will it will cure your tinnitus i mean one of our favorite uh cures cures that mm. that we we talk about at otto is um i had a patient who put garlic cloves in their ears because they read that, that garlic cloves in the ears can, can cure tinnitus. And oh this poor person was so, so desperate for something to fix it that they were trying garlic cloves in their ears. And it's like, it's a terrible, terrible thing. These, I tried these... olive oil. I sat yep. there for ages with olive oil because I was just hoping that earwax was the earwax. cause of it because that's treatable. And then I also tried um, things you can buy on Amazon. They're water syringes. And I was blasting my ear Woo! with these earwax water syringes. And that I called my doctor saying what I was doing. And they did exactly the same thing. They said, don't do that. Stop right now. It's going to cause please, further damage. Please stop doing that. But then in the description, it said it can help tinnitus. No, it made it worse, like completely. Yeah, yeah. The the reason that that, that earwax in particular makes tinnitus worse is that um, it blocks the ear canal. So you're not getting natural sound into the ear. So by putting clinical grade olive oil, not cooking oil, because we're not making a salad in there, you don't want earwax salad. <laughs> clinical grade olive oil just loosens it so that it can be removed. But that sort of that blocking of the ear canal means that all you're hearing is your own head noise rather than sound from outside. So that's why we talk about earwax removal. Um, but no, those those little devices, we have no you have no control over the pressure. The direction you can't see inside your own ear so you don't really know where you're going or what you're doing and there are so many really uh, terrible terrible things that people do for earwax 
just I don't want to go into horror stories. <laughs> there were some terrible things that I can imagine. Say. I I once stood in a queue in a supermarket and I'm four foot eleven and there was a very tall chap in front of me, big burly, big burly bloke with his supermarket drive, and he took his car keys out and put them in his ear, no. wiggling them around. And I couldn't help it. I went, What do you think you're doing? God, what are your opinions really on loud, cotton birds? In a really loud sort of don't. <laughs> At which point he turned around and I thought, oh, that's not a good plan. Oh my gosh, what what are your opinions on cotton birds? Is that the same that's, reaction? That's exactly what they do. They, if if you think about your ear canal being a, a cul-de-sac with the eardrum at the bottom, yeah. Yeah. So wax, all you're doing is pushing wax further in, and the risk is always that you'll get some of it out on the ear, on the earbud. That, that's inevitable but you're also pushing it in and you push yeah. it in and it sits on the eardrum and if the eardrum can't vibrate then the eardrum can't send sound into the ear mm. also there's always a risk with cotton buds is they're not sterile so they they could be infected i've seen so many people who have used cotton buds and either compacted the wax so it's really hard or they've bruised or grazed the lining of the ear canal if you think about the lining of the ear canal being like the lining up your nose if you'd put it up your nose put it in your ear if you wouldn't put it up your nose don't put it in your ear mm. <laughs> yeah that's a good way of thinking about it to be fair yeah i also heard that um if it's like less than the size of your elbow don't even attempt oh yeah it. No, well the, the that's, that's, that, yeah that's an old that's an old um training joke that we 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 tell all students it's nothing smaller than your elbow in your ear mm, you can see why people are so desperate to do these things yeah, and yeah. like from first-hand experience like if I didn't know better now I'd probably still be continuing with this earwax like removal technique with the water you know like it would have yeah. been making it worse but because it's like an ear brain thing I had no idea back then that my brain was as much involved as I know it is now so everyone's going for the obvious, like trying to treat the ear on their own and not really thinking about their brain. And that's why therapy for tinnitus, I think, is like the complete way forward. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's because we have to remember that our, our, our ears are just organs. They collect sound and they send sound signals to the brain. And that's all they do. They don't hear on their own. So the brain is constantly listening and the brain does all the work. It makes sense of all the little electrical signals, bioelectrical signals that are sent in. Exactly like your eyes. Your eyes don't actually see. Your eyes collect light. The little cones and rods work out, send their little electrical signals to the brain. The brain works out what the signal is. But because it's, because it's a noise, people think it's a hearing issue. So they think it's an ear problem now yeah. sometimes it is an ear problem sometimes there is a hearing loss there's damage somewhere in the in the auditory process sometimes it's that there's a blockage to the auditory process but the majority of the time with tinnitus it's it's something that happens somewhere in the brain it's not even in one place so we can't sort of sort of go in and surgically fix that it's a it's a collection of neural pathways that are making trying to make sense of the little electrical signals that they're getting so it's like having a little little thundercloud going on and zapping 
lots of little neural networks and, and synaptic responses. And the brain, the auditory part of the brain, the memory part of the brain, is trying to put those two things together and go, oh, zup, zup, zup means shh. So therefore, we're hearing a shh sound. Mm. It's strange how it gets louder with stress for me. And I know quite a lot of other people experience it with stress. Do you know why that could be? Like, Because I know congestion with colds and things make it worse, but I feel like stress is a different matter. Stress, yeah, stress is a huge issue for, for people with tinnitus. And, it, and it's because we have an, an emotional and a, a physiological response to stress. So when we're stressed, our body goes into flight or fight response. So we have, we release certain chemicals and biochemicals and hormones, which make us more alert. So because we're more alert, because, you know, we've got to be careful that there isn't a tiger in a bush or the, the tree isn't going to fall on us or whatever it might be from our primal responses, because that is there, we're more alert to sound. And of course, the only sound that we can hear is the sound that our brains are making. Mm. So we perceive it as being louder. Also, our blood pressure goes up. Our, our the, the blood oxygen levels change. The adrenaline changes, which gives us that energy to flight and fight, which makes us more sensitive. So if we can relax and mm. be calm and to breathe, which is what the, the app will, will teach us, some breathing techniques, we can breathe. It opens us up. It calms us down. It immediately changes that biochemical response which immediately calms us down makes us less stressed makes us more relaxed which reduces how we're perceiving tinnitus I think that's it's a it's, it's yeah it's the only magical trick i can ever tell you is to do breath work and if you do it properly it will always 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 calm you down and yeah. when you're calmer you're not so worried about your tinnitus. It's not giving you that emotional response that happens with tinnitus, so you can deal with it better. I think the thing with me is that I've always got that constant thought, what if it's something really bad, like a brain tumour? And even though I know that's not the case, my I'm obviously unconsciously really thinking in the back of my mind, this could be a worst case scenario. So that's probably why it gets louder with time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. a really strange one, isn't it? And, I think and, a lot of people think that. Yeah, and there's always that little niggly, oh, yeah, but they say that, but what if it mm. is? And they haven't tested me for this, so I need to be tested for it. And what if the test missed whatever it is? Yeah. And there's always a what if and a what if and a what if. And what we have to do and what we do in therapy is to challenge some of that and just say, well, what does the evidence show you? And, and what does your reality show you? Does your reality show you that you have a bad day, but you have more better days? That you have a bad hour, but you have 47 hours that were were okay? Rather than focusing on, oh, my tennis is really terrible, because you're in the middle of that storm in that day, remembering that there are 47 other hours when you were okay. Yeah, mm. with scammers, they always say, herbs and remedies it's true that certain herbs and like nutrients i found they lower blood pressure but it's so hard to get that across to people that have just started like have dealing with tinnitus so when they see these herbs and remedies they think oh yeah these are definitely going to help my tinnitus but if you're still stressed at the back of your mind 
it's not going to do anything for you, is it? It's just annoying. And that just stresses me out so much because if I uh, just got it now, I would instantly fall for it because I don't know any better. And you don't realize that there is no cure. It's a, a really rare thing to go to the doctors and then say there's no cure for it. Because when I first went to the doctors, it felt like a complete punch in the face. They were like, oh, there's no cure. Uh, you can't really do anything for it, but you can listen to these calming noises. Yes, the calming noises helped me, but there was like no closure. Like, is yeah. is this going to like impact me for the rest of my life? And they said, yeah, it'll always be there, but they never really said you can habituate from it. And, and I'm only just finding this yeah. out now and I'm 21 and I've had it my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Wow. It's just... It's it's, it's shocking, isn't it? And it, it you know, the, the British Tennis Association who are now called Tennis UK have fought for years to try and raise awareness in gps that you know please don't say this stuff but the reality is that they're still they're still saying oh well you know there's nothing you can do you have to get on with it which is as you say it's 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 it that in itself can cause trauma yeah and it can cause the stress can't it as soon as someone says oh there's nothing you can do about it your stress levels are through the roof and it's just like a never-ending cycle of this stress tinnitus spikes and like not knowing what to do and it's like I know quite a bit about tinnitus now because of all of like the research that I've done and listening to you and everything like that and I still at the back of my mind know it's not going to hurt me but what if it does I understand the being mindful and changing your negative thoughts to more positive ones but how can breathing exercises really benefit okay so breathing exercises are really the magic trick and and what they do is that actually the the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide changes the biochemical responses in your brain which influence the the amygdala sending off all these flight and fight hormones which give you adrenaline which make you sensitive which makes you tighter which makes you ready to to fight and of course when we're sensitive we we hear out in it as more so when we're anxious or, or stressed what we find is that we we hunch up we curl up we keep ourselves safe we're doing what i call this this circle of safety we'll, we'll hold our heads we'll, we'll tighten ourselves we'll wrap ourselves up in a blanket we'll keep ourselves safe but all of that is quite closed and we breathe shallowly and 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 fast but if we open ourselves up and breathe slowly, that immediately changes that biochemical response in our brain. That immediately makes us relax. That immediately opens us up and calms us down. And if that can calm us down, what happens is our response, our emotional and psychological response to tinnitus is lessened. So that the tinnitus is less intrusive. It's, it's, it's less present. It becomes sort of more receding into the background and you can cope with it better because you're, you're much more relaxed and calm. And people say, oh, I, d- I just went to sleep and I was better. Rest is really, really important, but that's not the same as relaxation. It's not the same as taking action and doing something about it. And mm. breath work is really something that you can do to, to make a difference. Yeah, I always find that I nap a lot. I nap all the time and sometimes I'll just be doing my work and feel completely exhausted and I do think that's due to not being able to sleep properly at night because I'm constantly being awake 
from this tinnitus and just trying to relax myself to go to sleep but you saying relaxation is different to that it does make me think like am I I'm not really having time to myself to really think about what's going on maybe maybe like the the two minutes I have sometimes when I'm on the app but half the time I'm just stressing about it rather than being mindful I'm stressing about it it's a never-ending cycle when it comes to sleep I feel like and that's something that I do really want to sort okay there's a there's a couple of things here one is that um yes sleep is is really fundamental if if we get restful sleep we're able to cope secondly tinnitus is exhausting and it's exhausting because your brain is trying desperately to try and make sense of the sounds that it's hearing so it's working really 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 fast and and using a lot of your cognitive load your cognitive energy your working memory your thoughts your your feelings to try and make sense of what's going on and because of that it can be really exhausting so you do find that people sort of nap because they're just worn out it's tiring and it's tiring to pay attention to people and and to have to concentrate on everything um because of the, the the intrusion of the noise and so it's it's one of the things that people often say is that they're really tired and they're not sleeping fully because of, of what's going on so they're really really tired but they can't really sleep yeah and it is about getting restful sleep it's about taking your time getting into a routine doing some things to help you sleep doing some things to help you when you wake up in the middle of the night um all of those things are really important so restful sleep and and breathing is a good thing so sleep will be one of the things that that you and i can work on i think think do you think when you go to sleep your brain is always listening to this tinnitus and you can't always reach the point of like fully deep sleep like people without tinnitus can reach your your brain is always listening your brain never switches off so the ear mechanism is always working your eyes close so you're like that your brain no longer receives visual signals although there is an argument that that some dreaming is visual signals sort of working its way through still um but because we have tinnitus the the brain is still hearing tinnitus and listening for outside sounds so that's why lots of people use nighttime maskers or ordinary everyday sounds like a fan or um a, a, a fish trusty fan a trusty fan yeah i i personally can't have things like that because the noise is so different from my tinnitus it it's more distracting and just makes me really cross <laughs> what does your really tinnitus like? sound like my tinnitus sounds like a dial-up tone so it's kind of oh yeah yeah it's 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 very mechanical Mm. in in sound and quite loud um and it can be you know on days like today when i'm working with otto and i'm spending all day talking about tinnitus my tinnitus is really present because like hello we're talking about you yeah sometimes i Um, find that it's really distracting from it like even though i was writing a book and i've wrote it all about tinnitus and even though i was writing about it i did find myself just not thinking about it in a really strange way um so it's kind of nice to talk about it like this because sometimes I do just tune out from it completely I don't know if it's because like the stress of like knowing that it's knowing that it's not going to hurt me 
is kind of there and I'm actually actively writing down things that you can do to like be mindful of your tinnitus you know I think it does calm me a lot yeah that 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 getting your emotions out writing things down saying them talking to other people is really important rather than holding it holding it all in it's it's it really is important to to write it down to think about it to talk about it and to say those things out loud it can be really helpful yes when I talk on my podcast it's like I'm talking to people that really do understand how I'm feeling so it's nice just to get things off my chest and also help them understand that what they're dealing with is completely it's not normal but it's common and people like myself are dealing with it you're not like the only one out and that's something I wish that I knew because when I was younger I was like how how have I got this tinnitus already when I'm not even like 16 do you know what I mean that's when I was younger it was just the most frustrating thing so just letting people know that your feelings and how you're managing tinnitus is normal to what you're dealing with is so important I think it's 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 normal based on your coping strategies and your life experience and all the things that 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 you have as a resource and, and resilience within yourself i mean the youngest person i've ever worked with was six. Oh my gosh um and the oldest person i think is is in his 90s so you know the, there's no it's no respecter of age or ability or class or gender or you know none of those things or or hearing or non-hearing or deaf or Mm. or, it's crazy when you said the six-year-old could has tinnitus and it makes sense that obviously anyone can have tinnitus but I feel like being aware of it is the one thing that makes you more frustrated and that's why it gets louder and when I was younger um I vividly remember I must have been about five or six as well um a balloon popped and I ran to my mum screaming about this ringing I could hear and it was only a short spike of it but I my mum even remembers now me running up to her and like telling her this but it's strange because I do think like have I always had it since I was that young at just a normal constant noise and that was just one of the big spikes I first ever heard do you know what I mean but then part of me thought did that balloon pop kind of cause it like made me aware it's just yeah. something you can really go into detail with. Like, I, I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it, 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 it might be worth sort of exploring those kind mm. of things. Things like balloon pops, when we talk about noise damage and damage to the nerve of hearing, which which can be a consequence, uh, antennas can be a consequence of, it tends to be sort of loud impact noise. So bombs, fireworks exploding, gunshots, m- machinery noise all those kind of impact noise yeah um I'd, I'd be very surprised if something like a balloon popping would be loud would have enough sound pressure because it's the sound pressure that yeah that does it it's i think that, it was more like the shock that probably I, yeah that. i think so and i i think if you if you if you have lots of little ones have have very sensitive hearing sometimes because of tinnitus because that that amygdala response so they're sort of alert and, and really sensitive yeah. to sound and so there's a there's a, a condition called hyperacusis where we are extra sensitive to loud sounds and that's quite often 
accompanied with tinnitus so we have a not only do we have our own noise in our head but we're sensitive to to sounds that other people find normally loud so yeah. you know a bus going past would be loud but somebody with hyperacusis might find that almost intolerable i was actually thinking about that the other day because i've like i know a few people like, i've chatted to a few people with hyperacusis and i was just like thinking now as you're talking i hear like this muffled like noise at the back of my ears it's like muffled and it kind of overpowers my tinnitus a bit but I don't know what that is, but I've always had it and it doesn't bother me that much, but it kind of feels like a vibration. I don't know mm. if you've like heard that before, but it's, uh, when I hear the loud noise, it's like, like that. That's kind of fluttery. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, lots of people, particularly people with, with hyperacusis report feeling as though there's that their ears are actually fluttering. They can, they can feel a, a physical fluttering in their right. ears. Um, and yeah that that's not an uncommon sort of sensation yeah to have mm. um and that's that's you know that's part and parcel of, of 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 that kind of condition and there's also another condition called misophonia where people are super sensitive to ordinary living sounds like breathing and eating and yeah. crisp packets and things like that and that's that's a very difficult situation because people with misophonia tend to have normal clinical hearing so they don't have a hearing loss again it's the brain yeah that's crazy yeah. i've also heard that visual snow is linked to tinnitus yeah there is there is there is some evidence yeah to sort of put those kind of things together again it's the brain trying to make sense of of stuff mm. and and that sort of synaptic responses it is so brain. interesting and we could go into detail about all this stuff as so long yeah. and like, I've spoke about it for like a whole year now just with loads of different people and I don't think I could ever get bored of it because there's so many topics well it's kept me going for 40 odd years so <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first ever Otto tinnitus coaching with the world leading audiologist Anna Pugh it was absolutely amazing to talk to her about these things and I feel like I've got a new lease of life so that isn't the only auto tinnitus coaching session I'm going to be having with Anna. I'm going to be having as many as it takes to reach the point of habituation. I'm going to share with you every step of this journey and really tell you how I'm feeling. And at the moment, it really seems amazing. So I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.